Okay, hello to the hello and welcome to the No Man's Land podcast. Uh, I am Falcor. Uh, today there is no AD. He, I don't know. We've been trying to get in contact with him. I don't know. Sometimes one one or the other can't get on the episode because problems. Sometimes we have stuff to do. Um, a lot of things happened this week. Uh, Texas began sued. Uh, Philadelphia, Georgia, North Carolina, and Minnesota. And it started, and it got really tense to where now up to 44 states uh, is now in the case, all countersuing Texas and or countersuing the countersue. Um, so a lot, a lot of happened. Um, but SCOTUS dropped the case, and so now the case is no more. A lot of different things are happening. But I have three articles. I'm going to read them. This is probably a little shorter of an episode. Uh, probably going to be like 30, maybe 40 minutes. So the first one is uh, from the New York Post. Uh, this is by uh, Yaron Steinbuch. Steinbuch. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard introduces bill to protect women's sports based on biological sex. Um, so Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat Hawaiian, Hawaii, and Representative Republican uh, Representative uh, Mark Wayne Mulley of Oklahoma have introduced a bill to Congress that would protect women's sports based on the participation of biological sex, according to reports. So basically what that means is basically women's sports will be only for women's sports. So if you're born a woman, you can participate in women's sports. But if you're born a man, but you identify as a woman, you cannot play in those sports. Fairness, I have no, there's nothing wrong with them passing this bill. Because if you look at um, transgender men, who go into women's sports, it's very unfair for women because even if they take the drugs, they're still biologically a man. They have that testosterone that they grew up with. They have the muscles they've had prior to that. Men have more muscle mass than women. They can lift more and do more than a lot of women can do, especially in the case of sports. I have nothing wrong with anyone who plays sports. If you like a sport, play it. But when it comes to professional sports, I would prefer women, only biological women to play their league, biological men to be in their league, and hey, if they want to, just make a separate um, sports league for transgender people or bisexual people or whatever people. Um, just make a separate league for them. It's very easy. Will people watch it? Who the hell knows? It's up to individual basis. Um, just make a separate league for those for transgender people or people who identify as the opposite sex. Just do that for them. Instead of it will improve everything. And we won't have the problems of, of what's happening right now. So it's so coming with the article, the Protect Women's Act Sports Act seeks the clarity that Title uh, I think that's Title Eleven protects for female athletes are based on biological sex. Gabbard and Mullen said in the statement, uh, Title IX is ten I think or or sixteen I'm not sure. Uh, protects individuals from discrimination based on sex and education programs activities that receive federal funding. Title IX was a historic provision championed by Hawaiian's own Congresswoman Patsy Mink in order to provide equal opportunity for women and girls in high school and in college sports. Gabber said in her statement, it led to a generation shift that impacted countless women, cheating, uh, create, sorry, creating life-changing opportunities for girls and women that never existed before, she said. However, Title IX is being weakened by some states who are misinterpreting Title. Uh, sorry, I can't read Roman numerals very well, so 
either Title 11 or Title 16, creating uncertainty, um, undue hardships, and lost opportunities for female athletes. Gabbard continued, which is actually very true. Um, there's articles of this happening. Other articles you can look in the past. Um, a lot of women's sports players really don't like uh, tr men, transgender men who classify as women joining women's sports because, uh, well, it's women's sports and men have that natural testosterone. We have that natural strength and all that. They don't, they don't like that. And it's wrong. They're like, I think I read a story one time of, uh, of a man who I identified as a woman joined a martial arts tournament and he broke I th and then he there was this woman he had to go against he cracked her skull open with a kick and it was and i read that i was like geez they're they're really letting men play in women's sports or men who classify as women play in women's sports and it and it adds more danger um to to women who play to women who play in the sports and it also it sometimes and also um it also makes more hard trips for women who try to get into the sports because I think in one university they had a transgender runner who was a man but then identifies as a woman. He basically beat their records to a time to where none of the other runners could even catch up to that. And uh, so it just made it just a really hard precedent. And basically this adds... This also can make it to where there won't be any actual biological women in sports anymore because they rather have the transgender men, the men who became who identify as women, be in their teams than actual women because they're faster, they're stronger, and everything else. Um, so, <laughs> back to the article. Uh, Arlo's legislation protects Title IX's origin. Original intent, which was based on general biological distinction between men and women athletes based on sex, she added. Mullen said that Title IX was designed to give women and girls an equal chance to succeed, including in sports. Um, adding that, allowing biological males to compete in women's sports this diminishes that equality and takes away from the original intent of Title IX. Yeah, I, I just explained that. Um, so... Uh, as the father of three girls involved in, athlete, in athletics, I want them to be able to compete on a, in a level playing field. I'm proud to lead this bill that will safeguard the integrity of women's sports and ensure female athletes that compete, athletes can compete fairly, he added. It's true. We need fairness in sports and everything. Uh, legislation would prohibit schools from receiving federal funding if they permit a person whose biological sex at birth is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designated for women. By the way, the, the easiest way they can solve this is by making programs, uh, sports programs that are only for transgender or like, or, peop or people who are biologically male or biologically female but identify as the other sex. They can just make a separate league for those. It's pretty easy. I don't know why people don't just think, yeah, my, it's gonna take a lot of paperwork. It's gonna need to put it through the system, try to get the funding for that stuff. But just do that. There's nothing. There's nothing prohibiting them from making a separate league for just pe for those specific people. Um, and plus, it cause it would just cause less problem. Uh, I, I don't see why. And, and I and I do agree with this. You need to you do need to make sure there's more equality for women, biological women who want to play sports. Um, but because of just biological men who identify as women going into their sports and just kind of ruining it for rate for biological women. We, we need stuff like this, and we also just 
there's other ways to also help with this problem. Uh, transgender activities and their, uh, yeah, continuing with the article. Uh, transgender activities and their allies, prompt activists and our allies, promptly slammed the legislation, which is described as blatantly transphobic. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is now introducing a blatantly transphobic piece of legislation aimed at trans and non-binary young people, civil rights activist Charlotte Klamer said in a tweet. Well, I understand what she's saying, but the thing is, like, a lot of these people who say these things, they don't see much, they don't look at much of the research, or just see articles of what happens when you have a biological male play against biological females. It's, there's a big difference, and sometimes it can really get hurt a girl. Um, where I live, there's not many girl sports, and so sometimes girls have to actually um, uh, go against actual guys, and they run the risk of actually hurting themselves, and some really do. I think I, one girl almost dislocated her shoulder. Um, I think like their, my high school, the boys team went against a team from another school, and the other school had a, a girl in their team, and the girl dislocated her shoulder because one of the guys was pulling a move to pin her down and accidentally dislocated her shoulder. That shit can happen easily. Um, so, by, so it's not really transphobic. It's more of the safety of the women who want to be in these sports. Um, even if you have a non-binary trans person take drugs to reduce the testosterone and all that, it's still not going to do much because they still have that muscle mass they had before and all that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, remember when Tulsi Gabbard tried to convince us? So continue the article. So remember when Tulsi Gabbard tried to convince us she was an LGBTQ ally? We knew she was a liar, a fraud, wrote Zeke Strokes, former chief programs officer of LGBTQ rights group, GLAD. Uh, and that is the end of the article. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I... There's nothing wrong with supporting trans people being in sports. It's just, it runs a very high... It runs a risk in you're trying to integrate LGBTQ, whatever people into women's sports or into men's sports because it runs a risk of those people really getting a lot of injuries. Um, oh yeah, I have nothing wrong with like, I'm a, I used this swim team. We, both the men's te- swim team and the women's swim team play together and swim together because that's how swim goes. It's less physical stuff and you actually go against the gender. But say uh, a male swimmer, um, when it gets a female swimmer, but the male swimmer classified as a woman, he would beat the females. Um, me, I'm not the fast swimmer, so there was like a few female swimmers who were faster than me because I wasn't that great. But but there are men who are better than women in sports and physicality, so it's just yeah. I don't I don't really agree with the LGBTQ people. I know where they're I can understand where they're coming from, but I just don't agree with them. Uh, I think this legislation is a good idea, but we should also encourage the just them making at least a separate league for trans and bi people to have a sports. It's at least make a separate league. And they have their own rules. They have their own restrictions, stuff like that. So, uh, Okay. So the next article is from uh, Reuters. So uh, healing is coming. First Americans vaccinated as a U.S. death toll passes 300,000. Uh, so, hey, we have the vaccine now. Um uh, this is an article by Jonathan Allen and Gabriella 
uh, border. So right now the articles are actually showing someone being injected with the vaccine. Interesting. Uh, the president did say he would get the vaccine out. He didn't say how much of it he'd get it out, but he did say he would get it out before 2021. And, well, he stuck to his word, and we have a vaccine now. It has a 90% uh, rate of effectiveness, so I'm not sure. I don't. Will I take the vaccine? I don't know. I, I, I'd wait. A, I, if, to be honest, if, I were me, if you were me, I would wait a, maybe a little bit. Not a whole year, but maybe like another month or two until there's more more and more people take the vaccine and there's more done with it. Um, so I suggest uh, wait a bit before you get vaccine. If you want to get it now, get it. That's totally up to you as an individual if someone wants to get it or not. So uh, the article states, uh, New York Reuters, an, inter- an intensive care unit nurse became the first person in the United States to receive the uh, Pfizer, Bio, and Tech COVID-19 vaccine on Monday, calling it a sign that healing is coming, as the U.S. coronavirus death toll crossed a staggering 300,000 lives lost. Yeah, that many people died, but the, it's the other funny thing. Um, the media was literally saying we're going to have millions of deaths, but hey, this is better than what people thought when... It's bad still, like 300,000 300, people died. That's, that's bad. I'm not trying to downplay the deaths. But that's still good that what the, what the media was trying to state uh, when this all started, that millions of people were going to die, they were wrong. Um, but still, that's kind of bad. I feel bad for the people who died, for the, who died, um, the certain people who passed uh, either through the coronavirus or they just had it and passed away with the coronavirus. Um, so, uh, to the article, Sandra Lindsay, who... What has treated some of the sickest COVID-19 patients for months was given the vaccine at Long Island Jewish Medical Center in the New York City uh, borough of Queens, an early epicenter of the current tree's COVID-19 outbreak, receiving applause on a live stream with New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Uh, wow. <laughs> I guess Cuomo is trying to get some good publicity since literally the entire Jewish community and just everyone in New York doesn't like Cuomo besides maybe like the Democrats um, or progressives. Uh, it doesn't feel, so to the article, it doesn't feel any different from taking any other vaccine, Lindsay said. I feel hopeful today, relieved. I feel like healing is coming. I hope this marks the beginning of the end at a very, above a very painful time in our history. I want to instill public confidence that the vaccine is safe, she added. By the way, I'm going to say this. This is not going to be the end of the Rona. It isn't. We're going to have to live with it. It's going to... I, I, this is what I think. I think it's not going to be... end. It's not going to disintegrate. It's not going to disappear. But it will become, I guess, the new flu. I guess you can say. Um, to where basically... By the way, the flu kills over 100,000 people a year. Um, you can look it up. I think, I think it's around 100,000. Maybe a little more than that or a little less than that. But it kills around that many people. With this vaccine, the Rona is not going to be, it's not going to disappear, it's not going to disintegrate. We're going to have to live with it. We're going to have to learn to live in regular society with it, just like we live with the flu. Um, will one day we find a cure for it to where it just disappears completely? Probably. Will that be tomorrow? Will that be today? Hell no. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, so... Back to the article. Cuomo tweeted a picture of Lindsay wearing a mask and staring resu- resolutely ahead as a doctor is injecting her in the arm and says she was the first American to get vaccinated. 
This is what heroes look like, Cuomo wrote. Minutes after Lindsay received the injection, President Donald Trump uh, tweeted, First vaccine administrated, congratulations USA, congratulations world. Uh, Long Island Jewish Medical Center, operated by New York's largest healthcare system, Northwell Health, was one of many selected hospitals across the U.S. that was administrating the country's first inoculation of COVID-19 vaccines on the side of the clinical trials on Monday. The vaccine developed by Pfizer, sorry, I don't know if I say that wrong or right, Inc. and German partner BioNTech SE won an emergency use authorization from federal regulators on Friday after it was found to be 95% effective in preventing illnesses in large clinical trials. Its arrival provided some welcome relief as the country possessed the grim milestone of 300,000 lives lost on Monday with COVID-19 hospitalizations at a record level. More than 16 million U.S. coronavirus cases have been reported to date. Uh, yeah. To be honest, uh, I'm only going to say this right now, but um, I think Europe as a total, so like if you count UK, France, Germany, all the European countries combined, all of them together actually have a lot more cases in the U.S. because I think they have around 20 million. But the thing is, like, in the U.S., we're, like, the highest for testing for COVID, so it's a lot different because numbers are different, so I wouldn't say uh, trust the numbers. Like, be skeptical of the numbers because they could be right, they could be wrong, they might be over-exaggerations of the amount of people who have it, or they might just be, um, like, a few million less, so. You never know how many people actually have the Rona, especially when it comes to the deaths because it was proven that only, like, I want to say right now it would be around 50,000 50, to maybe 100,000 actually died from the virus. Or all those 200,000 might have died from probably diabetes or something else and probably just have had corona in their system. It, it's a whole weird game. If Statistical work isn't easy to determine because I'm taking stats right now and all that. So uh, the United States is reporting 2,462 deaths per day on, seven day at, on a seven-day average. The highest since the pandemic started, according to Reuters' count. The first 2.9 million doses of vaccine began to be shipped to distribution centers around the country on Saturday, June 11, Saturday, just 11 months after the United States documents its, its first case of COVID-19. Man, we've been in this whole thing for, for close to 11 months. Dang, how, how time flies. Like, it only feels like yesterday was November, and then before that, it was August. It's it's weird, man. <sighs> it's been an incredible morning. It's historic, said Dr. Leonardo Siona. Speaking over a live stream video on Monday after becoming one of the first Louisiana residents to receive the vaccine at Oshner Medical Center in New Orleans, where he led some of the clinical trials for Pfizer and Bio, uh, BioNTech shots. So, logistical challenges. The first U.S. vaccine shipment departed from Pfizer facility in Kalamazoo, Michigan on Sunday. Passenger the trucks with dry ice maintained the necessary minus 70 degrees Celsius. Oh, okay, this is just how they transported it and all that. Dang, they had to move it from Michigan to Memphis, oh, no, to Louisville. Yeah, to Louisville, uh, then to Memphis, then Kentucky, then to Tennessee. Dang, that's they had to move this quite a lot. 
but hey, um, this is really good. Now we have the vaccine, it's rolling out. There's actually more on the way. There's like currently mass producing the vaccine. That's really good that they're bringing it out now. So now we have not, now we, now it's just an individual person. So we would just, we just have to wait now, see how it goes, see how it is. To be honest, I don't, I really hope they don't force people to take the vaccine because this is new. Like I understand maybe force people to take the flu, but this is a very new vaccine. Even if it says 95%, I would say maybe wait a little bit. I don't know. If you really think you need it right away, get it. Um, but who knows? Sometimes if you rush, like the flu vaccine has like a 50% chance of success for cure, for preventing someone from getting the flu. So, yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. It's I would say be weary of the vaccine. Uh, even they say 95%, be a little weary. If you are really worried about Corona, take it. Um, if you're not that worried, you can wait a little bit. Um, keep a, just make sure to keep your own uh, look at it. See if look up stories in case people start getting side effects of that shit and all that. So it's always good to make sure. So the last article for today is from The Hill. This is by Jonathan Easley. Uh, so electors convene aimed Trump storm. So right now, I think, yeah, I think today the Electoral College starts voting on who is president because today is the, recording this on the 14th, which is a Monday. So the president, the winner is announced on the 20th of December. So this is where they're going to vote all three, all 500 something votes. So. Okay, so uh, electors from every state will meet on Monday to form elected. Wait, when was this article made? This was, oh, yeah, this was made today. Yeah, <laughs> at 6 a.m. Um, electors from every state will meet on Monday on to form, formally elect Joe Biden as the next vice pres president amid unprecedented effort President Trump to overturn the election. Why, wait, what? Why are they saying they will vote for Joe Biden like like they're threatening the Electoral College that they have to vote for Joe Biden. Um, that's that's not a way to start an article, the hell. <laughs> you, you, what? Yeah, this is very biased. I got By the way, I got this article from uh, All Sides website. It's basically an article site. This is... They, they said this was center. This is not center. By this, already this first sentence... <laughs> Makes it already say that they, they want Joe Biden to win. Um, so the Electoral College vote, which comes from 50 states, have certified the results. It is no is not in doubt Biden should finish. Should or he could. If, if you want to sound like center, you should say Biden could finish with 306 votes compared to Trump possibly getting 232 votes. Well, I, that's just me changing the sentence. That's not the actual sentence. What he actually says, Biden should finish with 306 votes compared to Trump, to 232 for Trump. Um, but the vote will take place as the sitting president refuses to accept the outcome, which has never happened in modern times. Uh, no, what happened to Bush v. Gore? That, that happened. Uh, that's pretty modern. That was, what, almost 20 years ago, Bush v. Gore? So... Uh, Trump and his allies have doubled down on unsubstantiated claims that the election was stolen from him through widespread corruption and fraud. 
I can believe the corruption. Okay, so widespread fraud. There was fraud. There's evidence of fraud. So widespread, eh. But there was a lot of voting discrepancies, which isn't good because if they're just passing votes that don't have proper signatures or just missing a lot to be filled out, those should be thrown away. Um, so he was mainly suing for discrepancies, not really fraud. The media is like putting fraud in the mouth of things because they just uh, think that is a good segue to uh, make Trump look crazy. So the president's campaign, which has lost dozens of legal challenges in recent weeks, but he's also won a lot of legal challenges as well, um, suffered another setback over the weekend when the Supreme Court rejected a Texas lawsuit seeking to throw out the results in four states. Uh, oh yeah, I just talked about that earlier in the episode. So uh, Trump's allies have discussed everything from pushing GOP state legislators and Republican electors in state that Biden won to protect protesting the vote count when Congress gathers on January 6th to certify the Electoral College results. When the Electoral College vote has historically been a drama-free exercise, 2016 was recent high watermark for faithless, faithless electors picking from a, the candidate they were bound to support. You know they're still butthurt about Hillary. <laughs> because they said breaking from the candidate they were bound to support. So are, do, so are the Electoral College has to vote for a Democrat. They can't choose to vote a Republican in into office. Like, th this is a lot of media sites are also seeing the exact same thing besides maybe like Blaze and the Epoch Times, which are like heavy Republican art, um, sites. Like, all these progressive sites like The Hill, I'm not gonna say liberal because there are actual liberals out there that have actual values that a liberal wants, um, but like these leftist liberal uh liberal and progressives like the hill they're saying like the electoral college like it has to only be a democrat you can't vote republican that's 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 not that's not right that's hmm, that's that's really not right so uh, election lawyers do not expect a meaningful revolt this time around and by the way there has been drama before historically in a um for votes on the not maybe not in the electoral college but in the elections election drama before hillary clinton al gore obama's second term when he was trying to run for a second term um watergate uh like the 1960s it was drama with those elections i think clinton's um i think yeah nothing is free from drama not even the elections hell even the electoral i think one time the electoral college hundreds of years like 100 years ago they had a problem uh, but they say the pre so back to the article. But they say the president' efforts to sow chaos could produce a few surprising thoughts throughout the day, and electors and brace and the electors are bracing for confrontations with protesters. I see no chance of anything meaningful happening," said Mark Braden, the former chief counsel of the Republican National Committee. Maybe a few people will try to make some noise. Who knows anymore? I've been surprised this whole time by what people are willing to do. But this election is over and has been for a long time. You can see that they didn't get an actual Republican. They did, or like just a like just an actual person on the right. They got the former chief uh, Republican National Committee, not the current one, not one who's currently working with the Republicans. None. Um, and it's not over. It's not over until the Electoral College says it's over. Um. There's no victor until the victor. There's 
there's no winner until the winner is announced official. So, uh, so electors representing each state's electoral college vote allocate with head to their state capitals to cast ballots on Monday. Nearly every state in this country is winner take all. So Democrats, Democratic states of electors will vote in state that Biden won, and Republican electors will vote in state that Trump won. Yeah, that's kind of true, but there are some Democrats who go for uh, Trump and some Republicans who go for Biden. Um, so following Trump's sho shocking victory over Democrat Hillary Clinton, to be honest, nobody liked Hillary Clinton, so I don't know how it's shocking. She lost against Obama like twice, I think. She she tried she tried going against Obama, lost, tried to go against Trump, lost again. I think that kind of shows that it's not really shocking. I don't think anyone really liked Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton in general. So, uh, Some Democrats claimed the election had been stolen, though through fraud or Russian interference. There was numerous pressures from some anti-Trump activists for GOP electors to revolt. By the way, what's hap what happened back in 2016 is basically happening now, but now we actually have some more evidence and shit like that. Back then, it was just them because they were just being hurt. Now it's like us Republicans. We're being a little similar, but it's because now everything, there's just fake news everywhere. We... What else can we do but just say, but fight back against all this, so. Um, those moves ended up costing Clinton five votes and Trump one votes, with three being nullified. Many states have laws on books to discourage faithless electors or to replace them with electors willing to fulfill their duties or fulfill or just remove them and have get electors that will vote for the party they want. No, go. Uh... In 2020, the Democrat, Democratic slates of electors don't feel any pressure to break with Biden. With Biden, uh, no, I think it's because they're having pressure well, that's forcing them to stick with Biden. <laughs> um, I don't think there will be any faceless electors this time around," said Jerry H. Godfell Goldfeder, a veteran election lawyer and professor at Fordham Law School. We have an expression in Yiddish, in Yiddish that means go in good health. Fine. Uh, fight it if you want, but I don't expect anything but an electoral college victory with 306 votes for Biden. By the way, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, to be honest, this, is, this whole election is weird, so we, who knows? We, we might see Biden win. Um, but I really hope the Republicans do win at least the Senate. Um, so that we have so we have control over that house and maybe just have some moderate control with the house, so that if Biden gets voted in, eh, we don't have to worry too much about it. Uh, Biden will be able to do much anyways if we can get both or at least one down. But uh, yeah, so still some of the electors feel frustration and anxiety as they venture out to cast their ballots. Uh, by the way, I don't think it's. Frustration. I don't think the anxiety is from the Republicans. I mean, maybe the frustration a little bit, but the anxiety less about the Republicans. I think it's more about the Antifa type people and just yeah, just wanting to get Biden in there. Uh, and by the way, the like the left and Antifa they've threatened politicians before. They've let they've threatened the mayor of Chicago, they're the mayor of Portland, all those people. Um, they threatened them before, so. Uh, the president's rhetoric was reached into extremes, and millions of supporters believe the election was stolen from him. Uh, Trump has accused his Democrat rivals and even some elected Republican officials of conspiring to commit treacherous coup. 
to be honest, now if you look, to be honest, looking at all the shit the Democrats have done and some GOP officials have done against Trump, it's not surprising they would say this shit because they tried uh, impeaching him with no evidence. They tried putting a Russia gate. That shit went nowhere, and all this shit. So uh, it's it's not surprising why a lot of Republicans or right wing people or Trump supporters or and just Trump believing this stuff and uh, believing that it was stolen from it because Democrats have been doing this shit for four years and kind of forced them to think this kind of forced Republicans to think this way and that's a, that's what you kind of that's what the Democrats kind of get for basically screaming you stole the election oh you were a fake president not my president all that shit so yeah uh so to continue, um, I'm anxious because there are people out there who are crazy, said Van Johnson, the Democrat mayor of Savannah, uh, Georgia, and one of the state's electors. The safety of everyone has to be concerned and kept in the forefront of our minds as we take on the process. The thing is, who are they afraid of? The Republicans? Or the Democrats and left-wingers? If you see, there's less... Um, uh, there's there's less freaking riots. We don't see any, really any riots on the Republicans, or none riots. Maybe like a few scuffles, but the Republicans aren't the ones to fight to start those fights. It's usually Antifa. Like I think a week ago or a few days ago, actually, uh, the Proud Boys got in a fight with Antifa, and Antifa got their asses kicked. And it was Antifa who started the fight. Um, and the people who are rioting are just like BLM and just leftist groups like Antifa and all them. Just going out and rioting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the electors say they are planning for everything to ensure the process runs smoothly. Hopefully it is run smoothly and run fairly, and there's no sign of any possible scheming of any sort. Um, it's clear that the vote of the Electoral College will stand, said Ben Walker, uh, the Wisconsin Democrat Party chairman and an elector. Congress is not going to overturn it, what does concern me is the willingness to throw out a valid election that the fact that some politicians think there's a political advantage in opposing American democracy. Uh, like, like, I really hope, to be honest, SCOTUS can't overturn it. If SCOTUS, uh, if, like, say, last day Trump brings in something, SCOTUS freaking says, all right, we're throwing this election, we're going to appoint, the SCOTUS will decide the winner. To be honest, there's still four days left, just like eight, six days left till they start voting. Um, so who the hell knows? A lot can happen. 2020 is a weird fucking year. Some shit can happen out of nowhere, so who knows? Uh, and I don't like how they keep pointing, like, they're trying to ruin this democracy. We're, uh, we're a constitutional republic. We're more of a republic than we are a democracy. Yes, we do have some things of a republic democracy but we are mainly a republic um, what was once a formality becomes an international news event he continued you go through contingency plans and what if scenarios that would have been the plot of a thriller just four years ago Trump and his campaign have, sig have signaled they will continue to fight beyond Monday which isn't which is not wrong there's nothing wrong with them fighting until uh, really nothing wrong with them doing this if this all ends up to where Biden wins all right Biden wins, but I'm not going to give Biden guns or anything like that. I'm going to, if Biden starts doing some stupid shit, I'm going to start fighting back. And the people are going to start fighting back. Like, the biggest militia in the United States um, is against Biden. If Biden wins, they're gonna, not going to listen to Biden. 
they're not going to turn in their guns. I really hope, if you're a gun owner, even if you're a new gun owner, don't give your guns to Biden, even if they try buybacks. Don't do that shit. It's your right to own a gun. And because of the quarantine and all that, support for gun for um, gun rights has increased, so it does. Um, in a statement, Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, oh yeah, she's a good one, dismissed the, dis- uh, dismissed the December 8th safe harbor deadline when the state certified the results as a meaningless state statuary deadline. Statutory deadline, I'm sorry. It's a weird word. He said the next important deadline is January 6th when Congress will meet to certify the Electoral College vote. That day is likely to produce some fireworks. Yep. That is true because that's when they count up all, that's the day they count up all the votes and submit it and decide who wins. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the Electoral College begins voting on the 20th or or this Monday, or next, uh, next Monday. Uh, yeah, next, yeah. They start voting on Monday and then the 6th is when they certify everything and, uh, decide who wins. Uh, that they, yeah. Several GOP lawmakers have indicated they'll protest their state's electoral college vote count, which is possible if one House member and one senator from each from a state join forces. Uh, the Democratic-controlled House would quickly override that action, even if the GOP-controlled Senate recognized that the governors of the contested states have the final word and would stick with the results they already certified. Still, Giuliani indicates the Trump campaign would contest the outcome to the bitter end. The thing is, they can take this to SCOTUS, even if the House brings it down. If they can bring it to SCOTUS, SCOTUS can say, yeah, can, can, SCOTUS can either say they side with Trump or they side with the Democrats. It's a big who knows. Um, so, the Trump campaign has raked in more than $200 million since the election by fundraising off of his voter fraud claims. This only fixed day. This only fixed day in the U.S. Constitution is the inauguration of the president on January 20th at noon, Giuliani said. Despite the media trying to desperately to proclaim that the fight is over, we will continue to campaign champion election integrity until the legal vote is counted fairly and accurately. Uh, the president and his team uh, say they're holding out hopes for lawsuits that are working their way through the individual states. But Trump seems the track record has been terrible so far. The legal experts do not see any viable path to a second term for the president. It's not over, Trump said. Saturday on Fox and Friends. Keep going. Uh, Max Greenwood continued. Contributed. So, yeah. Uh, Trump is is pretty limited to where he can go to win. Uh, The only way, I think the only way he can win is either we hope for uh, the electoral college from the win through the electoral college, which is how you actually win the election. Um, either there be a tie, and SCOTUS had to has to um, uh, fix the tie, or um, or something happens and Trump takes it to SCOTUS, and SCOTUS decides Trump's wins. It's a big who knows. Um, the Republicans do need to win the Senate in case anything. Uh, if the Republicans win the Senate, then pretty safe from Biden. Biden, it will be limited for what he can and cannot do. Uh, if we run the scope, there's like more Republicans than Democrats on SCOTUS um, Supreme Court, so it's almost like uh, it's most likely any con- unconstitutional laws won't pass SCOTUS so they can always counter suit that. So, 
it's it's very unpredictable what's going to happen. Uh, really don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to say this too. There are, it isn't really over until a winner is announced. I won't say I won't give up uh, on anything until uh, SCOTUS or the Supreme or Congress announces. Okay, the winner is Joe Biden or the winner is uh, Donald Trump. I won't say I won't be giving up. And you shouldn't give up on your candidate. We really don't exactly know. If you want Trump to win, don't give up. Keep keep strong. Wait. Don't just be like, oh, it's over. It really isn't. Uh, but yeah. And also, I kind of think the media is starting to die because they only slam Trump. And if Trump leaves office, they really have nothing to get. Like, they can probably, like, siphon and stretch out some stories of Trump like they did with... Um, with Melania Trump and that weird article about her farting in middle school. But, yeah. So, uh, I guess I'm going to end that episode right now. Um, so, everyone, so everyone uh, please keep safe. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, thank you for joining us, joining me on the No Man's Land podcast. Uh, Keep your heads down in the trench. Don't let that artillery hit you. Uh, please, if you haven't, uh, join the Discord. It's our main uh, anchor page. It should be the link right there in front of the anchor page. Uh, so click that. Join our Discord. Um, you can listen to us on any site besides Apple Music and so a few sites. Um, and so have a good rest of your day. I, to be honest, I haven't done a lot of these outros, usually AD. Um, so have a good rest of the day, stay safe and, uh, see you guys later.